Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As a new father, there's been no shortage of crying in my life over the last two weeks. And there's been no shortage of things to learn. And one of the first things that became abundantly clear is it would be very wise to learn just how to soothe or comfort our daughter when she is crying. It's a learning process, figuring out why is she upset or uncomfortable. And for certain cries, I can be of great help. Give her a pat on the back to help her burp, hold her, fix her swaddle, or change her diaper. And yet there are other cries where I'm best served by just giving her to her mom. And yet there are other cries where it's not quite such an easy fix. But nevertheless, no matter what the reason is, you never have to wonder if a newborn, an infant, is uncomfortable because they don't hesitate to let out a cry at any time of day or night to let you know, hey, Dad, I'm frustrated. Or, hey, Dad, I'm not feeling very comfortable right now. See, no one likes to be uncomfortable. But the prophet Isaiah, and for God's people in Isaiah's day, the people of Judah, the prophet Isaiah had the task of foretelling an uncomfortable reality for the people of Judah, that they were going to be at some point captive because they refused to turn from their ways. They refused to stop doing evil in the sight of the Lord. And they would be on the business end of God's judgment. That at some point, they would no longer be free, ruling over themselves, but quite the opposite. Captives, slaves to the Babylonian Empire. They would face turmoil in every sort of way. They would face death, loss, destruction of their homes, their families, even Solomon's temple, the house of God, would be burned to the ground. They would be faced with a painful reality with seemingly no easy remedy in sight. They would have times where they could do nothing else in their pain, in their loss, in their anguish, but simply cry out to God for help. And yet it is not just those facing a Babylonian captivity, and not just infants that at times feel like crying out. Yes, even as adults, though we may not cry out as quickly if we need a snack or are hungry, we too have uncomfortable moments. Moments of great frustration. Times where our life is in turmoil. Times where it seems like nothing is going right. Times where we wish perhaps it was a little more socially acceptable to be like an infant and let it all out in a much-needed cry. And much like parents with a newborn, there is no shortage of different ways that we try to comfort ourselves in these times. Perhaps it's a favorite band or favorite type of music, a favorite candy bar, a favorite meal, or just a favorite drink from Starbucks. Or perhaps it's even just trying to watch an episode of the next TV show you love on Netflix, or calling that person that always makes us feel just a little bit better. And all these little comforts are a very positive thing, more or less, but they fall short in one very key aspect. They are temporary, just a short-term antidote 
to a much deeper problem. That no matter the joy or the pleasure or the comfort we get from those little things, they don't last. And the uncertainty of what comes next or the frustrations and the vexation of what we experience is still going to be there. Whether or not we got a snack, went on a vacation, or consumed some entertainment. And it was so too for God's people when they'd be taken into captivity that there was no such easy fix. There was no little comfort that would fix or remedy the situation. But the words of the prophet Isaiah in our reading for today comes from Isaiah chapter 51. And in that chapter, Isaiah has the tremendous job as a prophet of proclaiming God's plan for his people. God's plan for his sinful people. People whose sins, whose shortcomings, whose pains were ever-present in their life. Isaiah 51 provides a tremendous reminder that God does not ignore our cries. That no matter the turmoil that we may face, no matter the pain or the loss or the anguish or the grief, God hears his people. And God gives them an answer. And it's true for us today that whatever turmoil, frustration, vexation, struggle, pain, or grief that you have, God has an answer for you. That it doesn't matter if it's the destruction of a kingdom or just a tough week at work, God has for you a response. God has for you a promise. God has for you a true comfort. We read in Isaiah 51, give attention to me, my people. Listen to me, my nation. For a law will go out from me, and I will set my justice for a light to the peoples. My salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will hope for me. For my arm, my arm of salvation, they will wait. And they would wait. For the people of Isaiah's day, the people of Judah, that wait would extend past their lifetimes. And yet God delivered on his promise. God's salvation would come. And God's deliverance would not only deliver them from their Babylonian captors, but also free them from their slavery to their sinful ways. These are the things God does for a sinful people, people who ignore him, so, who so easily cast him off for the things of the world, people who sin daily and sin in ways they'd be ashamed to admit. This is what God says to the poor and broken, miserable sinners who should rightly face his judgment. I, I am he who comforts you. I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in your mouth and covered you in the shadow of my hand, establishing the heavens and laying the foundations of the earth and saying to Zion, you are my people. God knows what we need. God soothes the cries, the frustrations of our heart. And God sent forth his comforting arm of salvation in Christ so that all people who would trust in him in faith would have that promise of salvation and have it richly. 
that all people who would trust in God's deliverance would know a hope and a comfort that is not a temporary one, though they have no right to deserve it, but a hope and a comfort that would extend beyond their own earthly death. God sent his arm of salvation, his son Jesus Christ, to give to you, to give to me, to give the people of Judah in Isaiah's day something they could never hope to deserve, and yet something so great that no army, no nation, no king, no frustration, no drama, no fractured relationship in our family life, no struggle, no pain, no grief could take that comfort and that hope away from us. It is true I don't know what exactly you're dealing with today. I don't know what sort of pains and struggles, what sort of loss or anguish or hurt or heartache or sin you carry with you and sit here with today. But Isaiah 51 is such a great reminder that it is for us in Christ, as Paul would say to the Roman church, that in faith God brings us the comfort of salvation so that we need not fall back in fear, but rather cry out to him and say, Abba, Father, and know that he hears our cries and he gives us comfort. He calls us heirs of Christ, his very children. And that with whatever we'd face, we'd remember what the prophet Isaiah would say to those in Judah. We would remember what Paul would say to the Roman church, that I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope, we are saved. It is true that there are times in our life where all we can do with what we face is cry out in frustration, cry out in the pain that we may experience, or just cry out because of the sin we see in our lives and in the lives of those around us. But it is all the more true that no matter what we're dealing with, God is there for you as his people. God is an ever-present comfort in your life. Not because you've done everything the right way, but precisely because you haven't. He sent his son Jesus Christ so that you would know his comfort and his salvation for you. You would know the goodness and mercy and his steadfast love not so that you'd be captive to the guilt and the stain of the sin that we carry, but that on account of Christ, we'd know that we're no longer mirrored in that guilt and that shame. We are no longer captives to that sin, but rather the children of God. And it is therefore in whatever we are experiencing that we have relief in Christ Jesus. In whatever we're going through, we know where to turn for comfort knowing that it is the Lord our God, the one true living God, the Lord Almighty, the one who stretched out the heavens, who laid the foundations of the earth. He is the one that's ransomed you, redeemed you, bought you back from the powers of sin, death, and the devil. And he comes to you this day saying, I, I am he who comforts you, and you are my people. Amen. Now may the peace and the comfort of Almighty God 
that transcends all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. As we have confessed our creed and our baptismal rite, we rise for our prayers. In addition to the prayer requests listed in the bulletin, we pray for all who mourn the death of Gary Kupferly, husband of Judy Kupferly. The funeral for Gary will be this Tuesday at 9 a.m. here at St. Paul's with a visitation from 4 to 8 p.m. at Schrader Funeral Home on Monday. Let us pray. Most merciful God and Father, give your holy church throughout the world your grace to serve you with reverence and awe granting us faith to endure to the end. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of the church, open the mouths of the pastors in our circuit, district, and synod, and give them the words to testify to your love in Christ Jesus and the hope that is in them. Use St. Paul's congregation and Congregation Kaivi Shalom, our mission of the month, to proclaim the hope to those who do not yet know of it. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you know all our anxieties and fears. Grant to those troubled in mind and spirit the strength to cast every care on you. According to your will, give them quietness of heart and a firm trust in the mercy you have shown us in Christ Jesus. And allow us as your people to trust your holy will in all circumstances, including the work of our pastoral call committee. Lord, in your mercy... Lord of love, it is with thanksgiving that we lift up before you all those celebrating anniversaries this week, including Dave and Gloria Wilsheets, who celebrate their 63rd wedding anniversary, Dave and Colleen Moore, who celebrate their 55th wedding anniversary, and Bill and Mary Eggers, who celebrate their 65th wedding anniversary. May they and all married couples grow in love and devotion for you and for one another. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, look with favor on all those who cry out to you in need. Fill the hungry with good things. Give the poor and unemployed gainful employment. Heal the sick, especially Sandy Chauvinek. Be near those who are close to death. Give courage to those who suffer oppression and want. Defend all orphans and widows. And protect the weak, the unborn, and the aged. Lord, in your mercy... Lord of salvation, we give thanks for all who have departed this life in faith. We pray, Lord, that you would bring your comfort in Christ to all those who mourn. Especially this day, Lord, be with all the family and friends of those who mourn the death of Reverend Dr. Paul Walter, husband of Sue Walter, the family and friends of Paul Pauly, father of Rob Pauly, the family and friends of Marion Dickerson, mother of Laurel McGraw, and the family and friends of Gary Cupferly, husband of Judy Cupferly. As we see the signs of our Lord's second coming, grant that we would work not to lose heart, but to be faithful unto death and receive the crown of life. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated.
Please stand as we begin the service of the sacrament. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again, and that the serpent, who overcame by the tree of the garden, might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, and he gave it to them also, saying, Drink of it, all of you, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace.
Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.